Welcome to this edition of the Adelphoi podcast. I'm Jamie Masters, and I'm talking to you from North London in the summer of 2020. Once again, I have my virtual Eddie assistant. Hello. Susie's on hand to lend her voice. Hello. And I'm surrounded by the usual gang of phantoms and figments. Are you ready? Let's begin. This episode is another in my series on audio branding, and today I'm interested in MasterCard. Back in April, I came across a news item in some marketing source, I don't remember which, but it was covered in lots of places, and the headline was, MasterCard dethrones McDonald's to be named Best Audio Brand. I have to say that kind of thing raises my hackles in lots of ways, and I immediately started wondering what on earth that could mean, and what criteria were used, and can I see the raw data, and who are these people anyway who say this, and how do they get to decide these things, and do they have an agenda? Anyway, it turns out that this is a press release from a music company called Amp that's promoting what it calls its Best Audio Brands Ranking. This was something they set up last year, and McDonald's came out on top. This year, they've moved McDonald's down to number six, and given the top spot to MasterCard. Now, on their website, they make some big claims about their rigorous analytical process, but from the info they provide, it looks like the scores are mostly based on opinions from people in the industry. I I don't know who. Sort of like an awards ceremony, but dressed up to look more like a statistical study. And sure, you can be rigorous about how you collate opinions, but it's not what I would call objective or definitive. And they didn't reply when I asked them for the details, so I'm not inclined to take it too seriously. Let's say it's just a way of sparking debate. As for the ranking itself... My first reaction was that, as far as I can see, MasterCard's audio identity has a long way to go before anyone can say it's really proved itself, let alone knocked McDonald's off any thrones. MasterCard unveiled its new audio identity only last year, spring of 2019. I remember at the time there being a flurry of excitement about it, Lots of press attention, lots of resounding statements from the brand about what the new melody was meant to do, and they'd already had it recorded in multiple arrangements in different styles, and commissioned a well-known musician to do his own version, and all of this was available on their YouTube channel from day one. This here is a bit from the Master Soundscape version, and it gives you the basic melody. They were clearly ambitious for it, and one of their big ideas was that they were using the same melody, or at least a version of it, for the acknowledgement sound, the the payment accepted sound, that you would get any time you used your MasterCard to pay for something. Payment accepted sounds aren't a, a new idea, but the point about the MasterCard sound is that it's a melody and it's all supposed to be tied in holistically with an overall brand theme that they can use across their communications, in their commercials, in their video content, 
and, you know, whatever else they can think of. In other words, it's the full English breakfast. This is audio branding done the modern way, and it seems with full-hearted commitment from the brand itself. So just to get stuck in, I, I have to say I was rather torn about it. It bothered me that MasterCard appeared to have bought into the idea that their brand melody would be the defining element of their audio identity, so that they could use those pitches however they wanted, in whatever style, on whatever instruments, and it would still be the MasterCard theme. I mean, here we go. And the idea is that all these versions represent the brand because the brand identity is embodied in the melody they share. Here's what MasterCard's chief marketing officer had to say. Susie, if you please. The sound had to be passionate and independent from genre and style. The bold energy and passion in the melody needed to represent how the company operates as a business. Now that is a popular idea in audio branding and I've lost count of the number of times I've heard that argument made, but it's fundamentally wrong. What do you mean wrong? I mean it's full of holes. What, doesn't work? At all? Well, what about McDonald's? Well, yes. Are you saying the McDonald's one doesn't work? No, no, on the contrary, I think it does work. So what's wrong with the idea? Well, I mean, it only works if you know how so it to... works. Well, yes, sometimes... But it's not... So you can't say it's wrong. But, but it's not... No, McDonald's works because they understood So you that, can't say it's wrong. I mean, it doesn't work the way everyone thinks it does. It's not as simple. It's more complex then than Then say that. that. What? It fundamentally doesn't work the way everyone thinks it okay, does. Okay, well, that's a bit lame. But it's fundamentally only right sometimes. Well, what you mean is it's, it's misunderstood. Yeah, I, I do mean that. People have taken a truth, which is that it's possible to recognise a melody in lots of different guises. Yeah. And they've taken that truth to mean that the melody actually will be recognised in any arrangement, in any context. And then that in its new transformation, it will convey the same feelings and the same meaning to anyone who hears it. And none of those things actually follows. It's actually really hard to recognise a tune in a new arrangement and people need to be very familiar with it and be primed to expect it. I mean, they need to be listening for it. And even then, it's possible they'll miss it. So what about McDonald's? Well, they've figured out how to work around that. How? Well, listen, I did a podcast about McDonald's. Maybe go and listen to that. So look, can I say it's wrong? Misleading? Ah, naive. Okay, naive. But it's fundamentally naive. Before that approach can work, several things need to be in place. The audience needs to understand what the melody is, I mean, which part is the bit you're meant to be listening to, and be thoroughly familiar with it, as well as know what it's supposed to represent. That was always McDonald's strong point, getting people to learn the tune just by sheer density of repetition – and taking care that the brand name and brand slogan were clearly linked with the melody from the beginning. Ba -da 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 -da. 
So how have MasterCard handled their audio identity? Well, they didn't link the melody to the brand name, and they were clearly not planning on the kind of saturation tactics that McDonald's has always gone for. Since the debut last year, MasterCard have produced a handful of TV commercials in key territories, and they've done a bit of online promotional content, all of it featuring the MasterCard melody, but that's nowhere near enough to get people familiar with it, not in such a short time. So, given that MasterCard wants recognition, they needed to choose a single, authorised version of their theme, something framed and identified and spotlit so people would know what it represents, something that's the same every time so people can get to know it by its characteristic sound. And that, so far, they have been unwilling to do. The exception is the Sonic logo on the end, where they have mostly stuck to a piano tag that sounds like this. Or this. Or this. And all credit to them for seeing the need for a consistent audio anchor to unite all their content. But the question is whether it helps anyone understand the whole audio identity. Because... If I didn't know better, I'd think the Sonic was all there was. As a standard Sonic logo, it's been cut down to less than three seconds, and you only get one limb of the tune and no harmonic movement. But it's also been sped up, and the the, the notes sound rushed and perfunctory and throwaway. If this is meant to be the key that unlocks the world of the MasterCard melody... Someone's got some weird ideas about how people respond to music. It's like they're using the sonic to try to program the notes into us. Some kind of data burst. And if that is the plan, it's not working. This year's audio logo report from Veritonic shows MasterCard's piano sonic basically going unrecognised by the whole test group in the US and the UK. You see, to be frank, it feels like MasterCard has gone about this backwards. This kind of compressed and abbreviated Sonic logo is usually what brands resort to after their theme has done the rounds and is so well known and, who knows, well loved, that they can just hint at it and everyone will get the point. So really that's what MasterCard should be doing. They should start with something that they can commit to and use that consistently for as long as it takes consumers to pick up on it identify it, remember it, and form a relationship with it. Instead, it's almost as if MasterCard got so intoxicated with all the possibilities that they got impatient. They couldn't wait to show off all the things their theme could do. I mean, goodness, they even released it as a single with the theme woven in under the vocal line. But they just couldn't wait for the rest of us to catch up with them.
Worst of all, I don't think it's at all clear that the payment accepted sound is the same tune as the main theme. I mean, it's definitely not. Let me share with you a little anecdotal evidence. Last year, as a bit of personal research, I put together a questionnaire about Sonic logos. The idea was that I chose a bunch of Sonic logos that I figured people wouldn't know and asked them to say something about what kind of brand they represented and give me some reactions. The new MasterCard theme had been out for a couple of months by then and I included it in the test. When it came to it, none of my respondents knew what it was or indeed had any clue about what kind of brand it might be. I mean, hardly surprising, given how recently it had come out. Now, on a whim, I'd put two different versions of the theme into the test, quite close to each other, just to see if anyone would make the connection. One was the master soundscape version, just a couple of seconds that might conceivably be used on the end of an ad. And the other was the payment accepted sound. And of course... No one got it. No one heard that they were supposed to be the same tune. They heard the sounds as completely different brands, with a completely different character. And I'm not surprised. They are very different. They don't use the same notes, and stylistically they're worlds apart. And most important, there was no cue in my test, no no prompt to make my respondents even wonder whether there might be a connection. And that's a key point. Sure, we can recognise melodies in odd arrangements, even transformed or disguised in some way, if something prompts us to, if we're incentivized in some way. But otherwise, musical connections tend to pass us by. There are just too many tunes in the world that are vaguely similar to each other. Too many potential connections. We have to let most of them go as meaningless coincidences. Here's something else that made me laugh. One of my respondents in the test, he's a colleague who, like me, is professionally involved in audio branding, came back to me after the test and said how disappointed he'd been with the Sonic logos I'd chosen, which he thought sounded old-fashioned and lame. He asked me why I hadn't included MasterCard's new audio identity, which he'd been really impressed by. I told him I had. Twice. I even pointed out which one it was. But he was remembering a different version, and he couldn't connect it to what he heard in the test. I don't think MasterCard's sonic identity sounds lame. I actually rather like it. I think it's attractive and simple and in the arrangement I heard, it sounded fun and inviting, like a spicy chocolate orange. My point is that people get really drawn in by context, style, emotional impact, by all that magic that music can do to us. And they're really bad at recognising melodies as abstract propositions. And if you want to give them any chance at all, they need to be allowed to learn the melody thoroughly over many hearings, preferably in one unvarying version. 
As far as that payment sound is concerned, it may be that MasterCard realised that there was a problem because in January this year, they put out an ad in the US which did forefront their brand theme and connect it very explicitly to their payment sound. So this is a TV ad, and what you're hearing is a small band busking in a metro station. And there's a young woman inviting passengers to dance through the entrance gates. Commute to all your everyday purchases. Tap with your MasterCard. Every day is a chance to start something priceless. And there's the Piano Sonic logo at the end. Just to check this, I had my little focus group look at the ad and give me their reactions. What do I think? Yeah. Well, the sound that is made when there's a tap uh, works as part of the song and appears in the song. You know, there's a band playing it, and it, this is the sound of tap and go, you know. There seemed to be one sort of melody that kept cropping up and that was being repeated, and it seemed to pop up particularly when the card was tapped on the card reader. So I guess there's a message in that. I'm not entirely sure what it is. I think they used it right at the end as a kind of sign-off in a slightly different key. da 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 something like that. It, it was like they were wanted. It was like they wanted you to know that that was their sound. So they did understand that the blips, the were connected to the tune played by the band, and that the sonic logo on the end was also part of the same idea, even if there was some puzzlement about how it all fitted together. So it could be quite effective. I mean, I found the ad a bit embarrassing, but but there are some very positive YouTube comments under the video I saw, so maybe that's just me. If I can get back to that number one spot in the best audio brands ranking, I don't say MasterCard won't turn out to be the next big success story in audio branding, if they keep plugging away at it, and it has certainly drawn the attention of the industry. But a branding asset takes years to bear fruit, and given their missteps so far, this accolade seems to me more than a bit premature. But being charitable, I guess what's pushed MasterCard to the top in these rankings is mostly the idea of linking their payment sound to their brand theme. And that's progressive. It takes audio branding into slightly different territory. Beyond broadcast advertising, which is where we traditionally see it, and where McDonald's, of course, is supreme. And yes, that intention is reasonably explicit on the AMP website, if you can read your way through the rather opaque business speak. Here we go. The analysis details how brands are extending their audio presence beyond a single sonic asset, such as a sonic logo, to adapt to the changing landscape of digital consumer touchpoints where audio enhances brand recognition engagement and findability. But you get the drift. Extending beyond a single sonic asset such as a sonic logo and something about the changing landscape. And yeah, I think the changing landscape is very much what is on MasterCard's mind here. Now there's a sort of short-term changing landscape and a longer-term one. The short term is about payments on card reading machines, payment terminals. Some kind of bleep when a payment goes through seems to be pretty much standard. And you can see the point of it. 
it's a nice reassurance for the customer. Very useful for people with visual impairment. It tells you when it's time to remove your card from the reader. So that's where MasterCard sees its opportunity. And not just MasterCard. Barclay Card had a go back in 2011. That one seems to have disappeared almost without trace. But in 2018, just a year before MasterCard, Visa came up with its own payment sound. What I still don't know is how that's supposed to work in practice. Some of the MasterCard commercials show the card being used and the blippy melody being played. But if that facility does exist, I haven't seen it and I don't know how widespread it is. As a technological matter, I'm sure it's easy enough for a payment terminal to identify which card is being used and I'm sure, in principle, that terminals can be programmed to give out a different sound for each card. But I'm not sure I see why anyone other than the card company would really want it to. Particularly not in a public space. I mean, here's some bizarre promotional stuff from Barclay Card about the thinking behind their sound. Over time, our customers will rely on the sound to help them get on and make the most of their day without the hassle of cues and complexity. They will hear it in the places they love to visit, their favourite coffee shop, their best bar, their most romantic restaurant. They will hear it whenever they make a payment, on their phone, laptop or in store. It is a sound they will carry with them. It is their payment sound. I mean, a simple bleep will do that. You don't need it to be branded. As a customer, I'm not sure I'd want to advertise to everyone around me, in the shop or the cafe or the romantic restaurant, what credit card I was using. As a retailer or a restaurant owner, I'm not sure I'd want to have the payment terminal playing cute brand tunes in my business premises, disrupting my own romantic soundscape just to give the card company a free bit of advertising. So I'd be looking into what my options were. Is there a way to disable the whole feature? Just have a default bleep for everything. Nice and discreet. Like this. And of all the possible sounds, there's a particular problem with the MasterCard sound. Yep, it's cute and catchy. But it's not exactly demure. It's a novelty sound. It's an attention grabber. And, being a melody, it's just a bit too long. I read somewhere someone describing MasterCard's plan as audio terrorism. And, yeah, in that scenario, I think it could become pretty annoying. It will get even more annoying if the other card companies start joining in. Our best hope is that retailers and maybe customers find ways of neutralising the problem. Judicious use of the volume button, I think. It's like the early days of the internet. Everyone got excited about intro music on website pages. But users didn't want it, and they just muted their speakers. Eventually, web designers gave up trying. And maybe that will happen here. Physical cards are already being superseded by digital wallet apps like Apple Pay, Google Pay and Samsung Pay, which effectively turn your smartphone into a payment card. And then you've got two payment noises going off at once. 
I'd say bravo to Apple Pay for their default sound. Which sounds pretty okay to me. Smiley and light and doesn't hang around too long. Just the right sort of thing. I guess also on wallet apps it's going to be possible to engineer it so that each card loaded on the smartphone makes a different sound. But at least if it's your own phone that's making the noise, you get to control how loud it is. So that's the short-term changing landscape. In the long term, the whole nature of retail is evolving as more and more of our routine buying and selling is done online. Meanwhile, the development of virtual personal assistants like Alexa, Siri and Google Assistant opens up the possibility of screen-free e-commerce conducted entirely in the audio realm. Now again, this scenario hasn't really happened yet. I mean, yes, take-up of personal assistant devices looks very healthy. I think it's up to 25% in the US, at least with people who have broadband. And yes, you can use some of them to shop online, up to a point. But I think what the pundits are predicting is a much more radical shift in how we access the internet. We won't be typing in boxes. We'll be talking to our virtual assistants, who will be guiding us through the options, taking us to websites, recommending purchases, and making the payments. And all of that can be done without a computer screen. It may be that we actually come to prefer not looking at websites and that we come to trust our increasingly sophisticated, personally attuned virtual assistant to do the legwork for us. For brands, this is a crisis and an opportunity. And any brand with half an eye on the future is realising that in a screen-free environment, their visual branding counts for nothing. And something like an audio identity is the only way they can be seen. And I think voices are going to be a big part of that. Characterful, known representatives of the brand. But musical themes and short sonic logos are going to be a crucial part of the packaging, the window dressing, the presentation of the product. Well, look, that's just one way it might go. I have a hard time believing that we'll ever trust what we can't see. And even as the audio personal assistant devices get more sophisticated and more intelligent, and maybe in the end more mobile, there are going to be new developments in visual tech, virtual reality and augmented reality, to match them. So I hardly think we're going to abandon the visual realm altogether. But brands like Mastercard are making the calculation that in the coming virtual marketplace with all the rules changed, all the assumptions overturned, audio is likely to be as crucial a part of the brand's identity as visual ever was. So that's MasterCard. I hated the launch. I thought the promises they made were naive, and the multiple versions of the melody were pointless. Since then, they've fallen between two stools, in fixing on a joyless stump of melody for a sonic logo, while continuing to muddy the waters with new arrangements as underscores. That said, I like the melody, and I think with time it could become what MasterCard hopes for it. But I think the payment sound itself is just... Don't say rubbish. No, I wasn't going to say rubbish. 
I, I was looking for something a bit less. You could try. Unfit for purpose. Yeah, that's a bit dry. I mean, it's just wrong. Ah, yeah. Okay, it's wrong. But I think the payment sound itself is just wrong. For everyday use on payment terminals, assuming that ever happens, it's too long. It's too chirpy. It's like a mini woodpecker chipping away at your brain, forcing itself on your attention. And I think people will find it annoying. And maybe that's completely deliberate. Maybe the whole MasterCard melody thing is a red herring and really it's all about that payment sound. Maybe they're just cynically calculating that victory will go to the brand with the most irritating, penetrating, inappropriate sound and nothing else matters. I think that's wrong. I think what matters is getting people on your side and not riding roughshod over their resistance. But one way or another, MasterCard's gamble is that in the long term, a theme like this will give them more of an advantage on e-commerce platforms of the future, whatever they are. And maybe they're right. But I still think they should change that payment sound. I quite like that. It's quite nice. Which one? When you tap your MasterCard on the card reader. Really? So that's it from me, Jamie Masters. Until next time. This podcast was brought to you by Adelphoi Music. Adelphoi Music is a music company based in the heart of London and Amsterdam, connecting brands with their audiences through music and sound. <laughs>